your shirt mean? What does my shirt mean? Yeah. Uh, it says, I rode the Ducks, Seattle, and it's a blue shirt for the audience, the listeners at home on the radios. It has a little uh, uh, truck slash boat on it, mm, and mm-hmm. uh, it's from a time I went on a duck boat in Seattle. So shouldn't it say I rode the duck boat and not I rode the ducks? Because you didn't technically ride a duck, did you? Well, it's called the duck. The um, boat itself is called the duck. The boat itself is called the duck boat. Okay. Yeah, and it's maybe one of the most boring things you can ever do. Uh, I went on a tour with uh, 94-year-olds Ooh. and their parents. 94-year-olds? 94-year-olds. Okay, so not 94-year-olds. <laughs> not 90 tour. different 4-year-olds. No, I mean 90 different 4-year-olds because it was a kid's <laughs> it was a kids tour. Oh, I okay. Did with my grown dad, my grown uncle, and my grown cousin. I'm glad your dad is grown. Speaking of being real grown, yeah. this is I Suffer For My Art. I'm Caitlin Richards. I'm Quinn Russell. And this is our special guest. Hi, Marley Bauer. That's me. That's him. Yeah. That's Marley Bauer. Um, but enough about Marley. More about that duck. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Marley. How are you? I feel very welcome here. As you should. Yeah. Marley, what did you just do? Yeah, what did you just do? Tell the, the listeners about it. I just filled up my cup full of water because I want to stay hydrated yeah. during the podcast. But yeah. before that... We just finished wrapping, filming a new original series from the mind of Caitlin Richards. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a, a sneak peek. Yeah. Um, and it's called, you want to say what it's called? Because it was your brainchild? Sure, why not? It is a modern adaption, adaption, <laughs> uh, uh, Freudian slip. It is a modern adaptation of Shakespeare's Hamlet. It's called Mark Hamlet, Philosopher. And it's starring Marley Bauer. Yes, I am in it, which is funny enough. He is in all ten episodes. I am. It's quite the it's quite the workload. Yes, it is. But we wrapped. We wrapped um, about ten minutes ago, and yeah. now we're doing this. Yeah. Quinn was also in it. Quinn. I was also in it. Episodes three and ten. Check it out. Yeah, check out those specific episodes. <laughs> check out those specific if episodes. If you're if guys. you're a big Quinn fan, <laughs> um, I'm also in it. Jared from episode two is in it. Cat from episode. Three is in it. People from the podcast. Yeah, pe- are people, on the show. people you're familiar with, are in it. And there's there's puppets and philosophical quandaries. And me sort of faking that I know my lines. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a pretty good job faking. Yes, that's uh, there's the entire business. an original song in it. Actually, there's two original songs. Did you did you enjoy being in it? I did. It was it was fun. It was a good time. I, I don't. I haven't done a lot of film stuff, so doing a little bit of stuff where I had to look into a camera was very interesting change. Um, other than that, yeah, it was just a good sort of way to wrap up the summer before I move. Where are you moving to? I am after this podcast is filming. Less than a week away, I'm moving to Long Beach to pursue my dreams of being a dropout. Wow, wow. that's exciting. What are you going to do at Long Beach? More like, who is he going to do at Long Beach? Oh! Lots of people. Yeah. So lonely. So lonely. <laughs> I only spoke to my roommates for the first time today. Really? So. Wait, how long have you had your roommates? Oh, I... Never mind. I'm dumb. Yeah, I haven't moved in yet. I was trying to contact them, but neither of them were like, we okay. don't want to talk to you. So. Yeah. Well, roommates can be like that, and that's honestly not a bad thing. Okay. They'll leave you the fuck alone. Yes, yeah. thankfully. I'll just be there, and then I'll leave, and then I'll come back to sleep. So what are you about, Marley? What are you, what are you studying? What am I studying? School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I'm studying journalism, and I'm probably going to add a theater minor, because I like theater. That's why I'm on the podcast. Yes, yeah. he is. Marley does the acting. We met a couple years ago doing a play, 
where I walked a chicken and then he ate my chicken. And then she um, cruelly beat me with the remains yeah. of said chicken. All within one minute. It was a comedy, we swear. It was very funny. At least it was to us. It was to Maybe us. Maybe not the audience. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they laughed when I climbed out of my of my dark little hole. Of your hole? Of my hole, yes. Yeah, I, had you know. a, I had a hole in the stage for those of you who who did not see the servant of two masters. It's a trap door. It was it was it was there would it would have been a trap door had there been a door. It was just a hole. It was just a hole. Was it not a well received play? It's not that it wasn't well audience? received. It was very niche. Okay. So it's a very old play and um we decided to set it in 1920s vaudeville. Mm. Um so it's like a lot of slapstick humor. Yeah. I didn't talk. He didn't talk. He had ten lines, and then the director removed them all and gave them to another actor. And goes like, "Your your shtick is that you don't talk. <laughs> it's real funny." I think he was just trying to make it so that I didn't ruin his production. He's just like, "Don't talk, don't talk." He did. He did a really good job not talking. I was also a backup singer in that show um, with Sean, who is in a previous episode. And one day we weren't getting notes. The director said, uh, "Sean Caitlin, can I talk to you after rehearsal's over?" Oh boy! And he's like, "You know, I think the song might be better if you guys don't start singing until the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> the song will be better if you guys don't sing. It's just like stop." I, good old Scott, trying yeah. to lessen the blow. <laughs> Such an indirect. So um, there's that. Yeah, but we did meet on that production. Yes, that we was, did. And that's... We, we met at auditions because you wore a Taylor Swift shirt, and I got really excited, so I started talking to you. Yes, that, that was how we met. <laughs> what Taylor Swift uh, uh, album cover was it? It was 1989. Okay. She was wearing her these sunglasses that I liked, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear this shirt today because one of my idiot friends gave me the advice that if I wore the same shirt to auditions back-to-back, the directors would remember me easier. So I was like, oh, that means I should just wear this... Taylor Swift shirt. I feel like that is good advice. It is good advice. I never would have thought of that. But I should not have worn a Taylor Swift shirt, perhaps? I'm thinking maybe like a button-up or something. Well, you did get cast. I did get cast in a non-speaking role. At least. (laughs) (laughs) At that audition, so I got callbacks, and then at callbacks, um, he had me read for a character with no lines. And so I was just like dancing around the stage and then uh, he did not ask me to read again for the rest of the callback. Hmm. And so I went up to him. I was like, um, Scott, uh, did you forget about me? And he's like, nope, I saw everything I needed to. Oh, wow. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. I don't know what about my audition made him think she could really walk a chicken. And she could walk that chicken <laughs> she well. She could walk that chicken. Uh, for the listeners, we love Scott. We, we do. I'm a big fan. Know. I'm a big fan of him and his son. Charlie, if you're listening, I love you. Scott's my dad's name. Is it? Yeah? Yeah. Scott Russell. Scott Russell. Stone Cold Scott Russell. Stone Cold Scott motherfucking Danger Russell. <laughs> That's a cool middle name. It's a pretty cool middle name. Yeah. Your dad's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. I don't know that. I've never met your dad. Uh, let's see. He's 5'11". He has black hair. Uh, really big chest. Huge chest. <laughs> Huge right. tits. That's where I get my big tits from. Yeah. Because he has such a big upper body. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, he's funny. How tall is your mom? Uh, five. 10 or 5'9". How did you get to be so freaking tall? Uh, my grandfather was a mammoth. Oh, okay. He was a large man. All right. Just yeah. skip the generation. For yeah. the listeners, Quinn's 7 foot. No, Caitlin. I'm 6'6". Six, six, which surprises a lot of people. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Do you he... hunch when you walk at all? Like, do you... Uh, I definitely have weird back stuff, but I think it's just for... Do you hunch because you're self-conscious about your height? No, it's just because when you're tall, you have, your back is uh, too tall. Yeah. And then there's too much of it. There's too much of me. 
You're kind of tall. Baby got back, as they say. How tall are you, Marley? I am 6'1". Mm, I am above average, and I have crossed the six-foot mark, which is good for me, Yeah, I feel like. You put that on Tinder. You should follow it by, if that's important, (laughs) LOL. If that's important, yeah. (laughs) 6'1", if that's important, LOL. (laughs) I'm not on Tinder. Not anymore. I'm never going back. I have PTSD. Yeah. Quinn and I are back for the listeners. If you want to find us. Woo woo! <laughs> yeah! Woo! Yeah! Yeah, I'm really, I'm really slinging that dick around. Yeah? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On your mattress with the Tide Pods on it. What? Your Tide Pods on your mattress. Is that where you sling your dick around? Yep. The Tide Pods, the socks. Is it because you... A little bit of my TV. You the, wanna, the towel, the used towel. You, you want to eat the Tide Pods or is it like to clean... After the mess. Uh, it's made. mostly because the past two days I've just been waking up at odd hours in the morning and, you know, leaving and then not coming back till kind of late. So Why it's mostly a laziness thing. Your be bed honest. on the floor. Why is my bed on the floor? It's because I don't have a bed frame. Are you going to get one when you move? Um, yes, I will. I'm going to get a bed frame because that's what adults have is they have bed frames. <laughs> they, have they have jobs. They have TVs that are above the ground. <laughs> They have place to put their clothes. Bed their frames their are for people who aren't funny enough to have a podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Direct correlation. I think so. Yeah. Marley, what's your favorite play you've ever been in? Uh, my favorite play I've ever been in, I have two. My first favorite play that I've ever been in was uh, in high school. I did Three Musketeers, and it was my first like big role. I got to play Cardinal Richelieu. And he's like the Emperor Palpatine for the Three Musketeers. If you're not an Alexander Dumas scholar, mm. um, but he was he was super fun. He was the first like big role, and I got to be all evil and shit. Can you can you give us a, a preview? Um, wow, I want to have sex with the Queen. That was one of your lines. <laughs> no, that wasn't one of my lines. <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, was, what was one of my lines? Um, I I like I was like you shall be rewarded most handsomely or something like that because I was going to have sex with this woman. The queen. And that was the reward. It wasn't the queen. It was one of my like sycophants. And I was like, hey, if you get the main characters of this show to do something for me, then I will have sex with you. And she was like, hell yeah. I was like, so generous. Yes, it was a very generous character. He definitely raped some people in that show. I didn't rape anybody. That's good. I'm glad you added Wait, that so qualifier. <laughs> but the character definitely did. Was it, was it like a stunt double? What do you mean? You it was implied. Did. It was implied rape. I, okay. I think. Because I did this in high school. I don't think you're going to actually do that in high school. You can't rape people in high school? I don't think so. I think I'm going to cut this part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I said that. <laughs> this is a very bad part. And um, anyway, that was The Three Musketeers. My second, and my second favorite play was Adam's Family at Sierra College. I saw that. You did see that. I saw it twice. It was very good. It was just, uh, and that one wasn't so much because of my part, but because uh, it was a really cool group of people, and I had a lot of fun doing it, and I got directed by Scott Adams himself. We love him. We're big fans. I, yeah, just met a lot of really cool people on that show, and it was a good musical to learn you guys uh, brought in seven Ellie nominations. It's pretty dope. Wow. Do we know yeah. what the Ellies are on this podcast? Have we discussed them before? Yeah, they're community theater Tonys. Okay, yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we got seven of them. Our Gomez did not get nominated. He was robbed. I firmly believe That little boy robbed. got a nomination. The little boy got nominated. Oh, is he like 11? He is like fifth grade. That's so... I'm upset. Is this a, was he a child prodigy or something? No, was he, he so was so good. He's really good. Yeah, he can sing beautifully, and um, because his balls haven't dropped yet. Yeah, and he's, he's a beautiful angel voice, <laughs> and, and he's adorable and like 
little little round little, little chuckle yeah his little name round is Roman. Yeah. there was a running joke backstage on Adam's family that he was actually just like a um, HP Lovecraft like god like Cthulhu or something like oh. that like he was all knowing so we called we, the, the, we just called him um, our god Roman and then he caught on to the joke and we stopped making it because oh. it stopped being funny once he figured out that we were joking about him. I like that voice you did. Your dad voice. My dad voice yeah. for Adams? Oh yeah, I did a dad voice for Adams and it was basically just, if you've ever seen Dave Chappelle play a white man, it was just that voice combined with <laughs> Filthy Frank's white guy voice. So I just did that in, in the show and Scott didn't say no, so that was what I did the entire show. Was, now, come on, we can't have that around this house. We gotta put a stop to that kind of behavior. Can you say, um, come give daddy a hug with that voice? <laughs> Can I tell the story about that line first? Yes. Okay, so in the, you may not know this about the Adams Family, but there's, um, there's two versions of the show. There's the Broadway version of the show, which sucks, and then there's the touring version of the show, which sucks less. And, <laughs> <laughs> and in the Broadway version of the show, there is a number called In the Arms, because my character, Mal, who was a father, got tentacle fucked by a squid. And then he comes out what? and sings a song about it. Wait, is this the actual the the Adams, Adams family, family Broadway production? He gets uh, it's I don't know if he gets tentacle fucked by a squid, but he definitely gets some loving from a squid. He Wasn't wa this originally like a, a 1950s show? It was originally a cartoon that was made into a show in the 1950s. Wow. Uh, but uh, so my character in the Broadway version of the show gets very up close and personal with a squid, and then sings a song. That's to his, called hentai. It's called hentai. Yes, for the listeners. <laughs> I think I know that gag. Um. But for and he comes out of the sewers, covered in squid slime and suction cut marks, and sings this song to his wife about how because he got tentacle fucked by a squid, he can now love her more fully than he has ever loved his wife before. <laughs> That's <laughs> definitely a hentai I've seen somewhere. And then at the end of that song, he says, "Come give daddy a hug." <laughs> so for the touring version of this show. <laughs> They removed that? They cut the squid. What? They cut that song and they cut that line. That's a mistake. It wasn't, because I really wanted to crawl out of the sewers covered That's... in squid slime. And I say, really wanted you to crawl out of the sewers. And, and say, come give daddy a hug on stage. I've had that dream. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the um, that's the story. I was really mad they cut that because the song, while it is very stupid, mm -hmm. is is it's like opera. It sings an opera song about getting oh wow, and I really wanted to sing it because I like it better than Crazier Than You, which is can a song you sing that. opera? I would probably have been able to sing it a little bit better than Crazier Than You because the notes weren't as high. But mm. it was I don't know. I just I'm not much of a singer for for those of you who don't know me. I'm not very good. He does his best, and that's all we want from him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're still proud of you, Mark. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. You've done yeah. so much as an actor. Thank you. Yes. I try. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Adams Family. That's that's the debt come to daddy. Remember when you played my brother? I do remember that. We played brother and sister. Oh. Yeah. We I can see it. Don't we look alike? You guys look exactly alike. I especially think with so. the with the eyebrows. Yeah. And the uh, the eyelids mm -hmm. and the chins apparently. Yeah. And yeah. like being one quarter Asian. Yes. Marley, are you one quarter Asian? I am one quarter Asian. Oh, okay. I am one quarter Filipino. He does not look like it. I look no. very white. But yeah. his dad looks like he could be my dad. Oh. So. Wow. That's something. That's exciting. Please never say that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he played my brother in this play called Black Tie. It's about 
um, his character's getting married. Mm-hmm. So um, our dad starts to see the ghost of his dad. Um, and so it's like a battle of like millennials and but baby boomers. And baby boomers. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, this play is called Black Tie. It was written by A.R. Gurney, who writes very weird fucking plays. Yeah, he wrote Sylvia, the one about the fucking dog. And and I, I just learned Sylvia. What? Um, and I didn't know that in Sylvia, um, the owner of the dog gets upset that the dog wants to have sex with other dogs, so he um, neuters. He spays the dog. I don't know which is the term for female dogs, but he's like, you can't have sex with other dogs. You should be having sex with me. And he neuters the dog. (laughs) Julie's playing the dog. It's Sylvia. We, I think, uh, someone did that scene in Michelle Felton's class, or at least a scene from Sylvia in Michelle Felton's class. And I had no idea there was dog sex. And now you're more interested? And now I'm more interested. Yeah. Send me that script. It's, 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 I've heard it's good. Matthew Broderick did it on Broadway. Interesting. Because Matthew Broderick knows how to pick those roles. Yeah. <laughs> and how to manslaughter two people. Anyway. You had to bring that up anyway. Oh uh, my gosh. Matthew Broderick, if you're listening, you can come on this podcast and defend yourself. We'll allow you to, <laughs> we'll yeah. allow you a platform. Anyway. Um, we were talking about Black Tie. Yes. Black tie. And, um, we had this director... <laughs> No, please do not tell the story. You don't want me to tell the story? What's yeah. the story? We can leave out some parts. Okay, let's tell all the parts and then cut out some parts. So we had this director who I think had a crush on Marley or something. Because oh. like every day backstage, like dur- like during the show, yeah. he would sit next to Marley and just start talking to him about like music or something. Yeah. And then Marley is a very shy but polite young man. Mm-hmm. So I'm, not, I'm not that shy. So he's kind of shy. Did you allow him to keep speaking to you? I was like, you know what? I want to learn from this director because he's, he's more experienced than I am. I want to talk yeah. and see what he's got to say about theater. And then and one saw, day, uh, yeah. um, I don't know, I was like doing my, my stage makeup and all of a sudden I just hear the director uh, say to Marley, so why aren't white people allowed to say the N-word? Wait, why are people allowed to Why say- aren't white people allowed to say the N-word? And this is like, oh, I'm going to flirt with Marley. I think Marley's a racist, too. <laughs> um, and so he's just, and then Marley's like, um, probably the connotation of the word. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what it means. Like, um, I was like, maybe I should go say it. And he looks very uncomfortable. So I go, why do you want to say it? He goes, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I just want to know why I can't say it. I'm like, that sounds like a question from yes. someone who wants to say it. Um, I was, I was just trying to fight my way out of that conversation and it wasn't happening and so, is that what finally turned you against the director that's it didn't turn me against the director okay. per se but i definitely i was kind of like hmm yeah long story short i had a opening night gift for him and he never received it <laughs> i ended up giving it to someone else in the cast <laughs> <laughs> it, you know I, why are was there was there a conversation leading up to it or was it silence you guys were both sitting on the couch you were reading a book he was like flipping through something like doing an email and then he said mm, he, I know, he is from missouri though he mentioned that i'm like oh no wonder he wants to say the n-word oh okay. he's from missouri but they say it all the time yeah so i i don't i think if i remember correctly like we, i had been having a conversation with him about something else like his grandkids or something like that maybe or like a book or something like that because i would read a lot backstage because i had a very small part so I was reading my book, and then if there was a break in our conversation or something, and I like I assumed the conversation was done, right? Because he like pulled out his phone. I was like, okay, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna do something over here. And then he puts his phone away. And I'm like, oh, I'll jump back in a conversation with mm-hmm. this director of mine, and he just busts out with it, you know, just like. So what's that deal with the N word? Was <laughs> there like a smile, like oh maybe no, maybe he'll was... break the silence with something really really weird, which would be not a very good thing to say. But was, was just... he pretty hardcore serious? No, he was just like. He, he wasn't any sort of way. He was just kind of like, 
Yeah. What's this whole deal with the N-word? What's this? And did he say it normal? Yeah, just normal. normal. Yeah, like like if it was a normal question. Like, hey, why are some people allergic to bread? You know? Yeah. That's some bold choice energy. That's a really bold choice. It's a wrong bold choice. Yeah. It's the most incorrect <laughs> bold choice you could ever make. But um, other than that, interesting tidbit. I yeah. enjoyed doing that play. It was a fun play. I thought it was fun. I liked my role. I had fun with Marley. You did have a fun role. The guys... The people who played our parents are super cool. Yeah, and so was Paul. And Paul, yeah. Who also did Servant with us. Paul is an older actor. He is hilarious. He has so many great stories. He, <laughs> um, I think he once told us the story about how he used to do heroin and then he had to stop because it hurt his teeth. It was, I think it was meth, wasn't it? <laughs> meth, meth, it was meth, it was not meth. heroin. Meth. He did meth. I get all the drugs confused. Um, yeah. I don't watch Breaking Bad. But um, it hurt his teeth. Yeah, he said he liked it though. It was fun, but he had to stop because it hurt his teeth. It hurt his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he told us that when we did servant, and then I brought up during black tie, and he goes, "I told you that. Was I drunk or something?" <laughs> like, nope. It was just a normal day. Paul was great. I used to talk to him like, all the time backstage. Marley, what's the worst thing you've ever done for art? The worst thing I've ever done for art. Yeah, be mm-hmm. explicit. Oh my god, let's um, get into it. If it's illegal, we'll cut it out. Just uh, for those of you who can't watch the podcast, they are listen. They winked at each other, which leads me to believe they would not cut it out. What? No, he didn't. Prove it. <laughs> okay, I, I feel conspiring. <laughs> Worst thing I've ever done for art. I I have the Nazi story. I have the jacking off story, and I have the um the. I think Death Trap as a whole qualifies. Okay, well, I definitely know the Nazi story, but why don't you tell all three of us, those, all three of those stories in a row, starting out? Okay, these are going to ruin my chances of ever running for office, so I hope you appreciate the sacrifice that I'm you making. You ruined those right chances a long time ago. I did, and that's where this first story begins. Okay. I was in a production of the producers up in Auburn. Uh, we're in Sacramento right now. It's in Auburn. Um, and I was, I, was, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to play... Um, the Nazi. If you don't know the producer, there's a Nazi in it. His name is Franz, and it was like the only part in that show that I could sing. You were very good at that role. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like doing very racist caricature voices. Um, your solo was your my Nazi favorite voice. part. Hmm? Do your Nazi voice. Ah, uh, what was one of the line? Um, what? You will never, ever conspire against the Führer under penalty of Yes. Wow. Right? I could totally see you as a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, question mark? I don't want to be a Nazi. But, um, <laughs> so we were doing this part, and the director, who was a terrible director, mm. um, I don't think he listened to this podcast, so I'm just going to say that, and also, I don't care. What's his, <laughs> name? What's his full name? What's his full name? I don't think I'm going to add him that much, but okay. know that he looks like a thumb. And <laughs> 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 um, I, I was doing this part. And my director had this bit where in between I would add a line and I would say, Oh, Zephyrha was a terrific dancer. Here, he invented one. And I would usually say, like, he'd just say, just say whatever. Just say some Nazi joke. So I'd say, oh, this is the Blitzkrieg Bop. Or this is the, um... (laughs) That one's good. I like that one. Or I would say, this one is the Argentina Boogie or something like that. Like, I would just say, like, a name of a random, like, Nazi-associated thing. We think Nazis are bad. We do. So I was doing this part. And I was doing that little improv bit every show. And the show opened, and I'm doing that, I'm doing that. I am just keep pushing it further, because the director does not tell me to stop. So I said, oh, the fuel help was a great dancer. Here, this one was called The Train to Auschwitz. No! <laughs> no. <laughs> and nobody laughed. No. <laughs> I can't 
can't believe that wasn't the night I went. And uh, the director came backstage immediately and said, never do that again. <laughs> and I said, okay, I won't. That was a bad idea. <laughs> um, this one's called the Anne Frank. <laughs> Um, but that's the, that's 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 the first the worst thing I did for art. Do you want me to keep telling stories? Or oh, please jacking do. Off one. Jacking off one in high school. I, oh, <clears throat> that, that's probably a weird thing. Um, oh, is this the one where you got your adult baby costume? No, this is that's a different one. Oh, all right, keep I, going. I'm not telling that story. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have. Um, the um at high school at my high school, all the theater seniors had to write, direct, and cast and act in their own show, mm-hmm. and my show. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Fuck, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I'll do a combination of The Naked Gun, the movie, and professional wrestling. So I did those two things together. And the opening scene of this show was, um, like, I couldn't be super explicit about it because it was a high school thing. Yeah. But it was me jerking off on stage in my (laughs) office. I got got caught jerking off in the office. And um, I got caught by this super, like... uh, I cast like a super naive little freshman in this role because I thought it would be funny. Yeah. Um. Because then he looks at like I like as I I I have some dialogue with him. I'm like I'm not doing anything. Stay away. Don't don't just please get out of my office, please. And he's like, oh, but the commissioner wants to talk to you. I'm like, fine, fuck, I'll go talk to the commissioner. So I go off stage, and as I go off stage, I like pull my pants up from around my ankles, and that was the that was the implication there. And then he picks up my laptop, and he's like, oh, what is he looking at? Oh, um, wow, he really likes babysitters. <laughs> uh, it's weird he doesn't have any kids and then he said and then this kid said um, petite babysitter gets destroyed by and then I ran back on stage and I said no 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 and I took the laptop from you him you couldn't do that in a high school production yes what? I did that in a high school production wow did you get any talks backstage That's for that very much? lenient what the fuck were they gonna do to me <laughs> I was graduating yeah. I had an A in the class the entire semester and that is wait you wrote that I wrote that that's pretty good. That's bold. It, I That's have a, bold. I have a video of it. Like, I have a video of the production. I could show oh, you wow, if I chose to. babysitters. But, um, the, the, the actual line there was, he said something like, wow, uh, he's really been looking all over for a babysitter, which is kind of weird, because he doesn't have kids. I thought that was funny. Yeah. That's funny. So he made up the babysitter gets destroyed thing? He did. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. He wasn't actually a naive little freshman, but he looked like one, so I cast him in that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. My, my show was for the boys. I didn't cast any boys on my show. That, that, my that show is for, for the boys. boys. So Ooh. is this podcast. Yeah. Um, but that's, oh, yeah. That is the sec... That's, I think that's up there. I think that qualifies. It's pretty good. Um, and then as far as other worst things that I've done for art, um, I'm thinking Death Trap. Yeah. I did not go see it. I'm sorry. But then after you told me about it, I'm not that sorry anymore. No. Uh, for the listeners and myself, what's Death Trap? <laughs> after I did the producers I got the opportunity because no one else tried out for it to be in a production of a play called Death Trap Exciting. which is yeah. a fun play it's like a murder mystery thriller it's got twists Casey's gonna be in it oh yeah they're doing it at Sacramento Theater Company he's playing uh, Sydney it's a fun show okay it's like a, it's a fun show um, my production was quite ramshackle uh, mm-hmm. the the thing was my, my I was the younger playwright in this production and there was an older playwright who's the main character the older playwright I don't think he listens to this podcast, so I'm just going to be honest about it. Could not remember a single one of his lines <laughs> for the life of him. This is a pretty sizable role. That's <laughs> how so old good. is he in real life? He is in his at least late 50s, 60s, but he he like looks old because he's a very heavy smoker. Yeah, um, and probably I don't know. I don't want to. That's not that old. He has no excuse. <laughs> well, um, the thing was, uh, 
this ended up being a thing recurring where I would have to routinely save him. Mm. In every rehearsal, every show, I would just have to remember his lines. So, we open the show. Our first night goes fine. Our second night is on a Saturday. Mm. Um, he does not remember his lines. Wait, so he did the first show. And now on the second show, he... He's he remembered on the first show. In the second show, this is... This is it's, he could not remember. And also, there's a scene where we had... I handcuffed him, but I didn't really handcuff him because he couldn't work the handcuffs. Yeah. So he was just supposed to keep his hands under the desk as if I had handcuffed him. And he uh. sort of lifted his arm up and rested it when he was supposed to be handcuffed. <laughs> and um, uh, I got told right before I went on stage with him, uh, he's not feeling really well. Um, uh, he might collapse on stage. What? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, and they're like, yeah, just know that if that happens, um, we'll stop the show. Go out there, have fun. <laughs> so we go out there, and we finish that production of the show, and then we cancel the Sunday production. You want to know why we cancel the Sunday production? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we canceled the Sunday production because he had to go to the ER after that. He went to the mm. ER, and he, they said, "Oh, hey, you've been suffering a series of silent heart attacks." <laughs> That's like the worst thing that could possibly happen in a play. It's not good for acting. No, it isn't. And we had to replace him with the director on like a three days notice. So I had effectively had two weeks of tech back to back. I had to save not only the guy, but the director as well, because he didn't know any of the lines. We had to set up monitors so he would... It was projected? We had projections for him to remember his Whoa. lines. Whoa! That's art, baby. During this production, I was so stressed. You know how when you have like a steering wheel on the car, it's like rubber on the steering wheel? Yeah. I was peeling the rubber off of the <laughs> steering wheel. I was so stressed. I was just, it was bits and pieces. And I was just like, every day at that show, my neck was super tight. I was like, okay... Just X more. Just Y more. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. And then on the last day, I was so happy. <laughs> um, but that's Death Trap. It was a good learning experience, and I enjoyed working with the people on there, especially the director. Mm-hmm. But um, that that probably qualifies because I was just so out of my mind stressed during that production. Wasn't that's someone insane. that show, didn't they like touch your butt a lot or something? They did. The director had me do a scene in my underwear. Doesn't say that in the script, but he had me do it in my underwear. Okay. And he, nice. And when the director stepped into the role, he always kept trying to kiss me during that scene. The director? The director. Was this the other director who said that one thing? No, this, no, is, a this is a different guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, a lot of directors really like Marley. Uh, and wow, Marley. So, yeah, I don't know. Older men. <laughs> Just yeah. fall into my lap. I know Caitlin's jealous. <laughs> trying to get that ass, Caitlin? That older man ass? Trying to get a little piece of that cake? That, that reminds me of one of Caitlin's finest quotes. I was texting her. I said, you need to find God. She says, I want attention from older men. And I said, that is what I mean by finding God. And she said, I will go to confession once the daddies stop calling. <laughs> and I said I would bring that up on the podcast. It doesn't really matter, but I said I'd bring it up. Yeah. Because I thought it deserved a mention. I haven't I stopped ringing. <laughs> yeah. Getting that. My, my pager be beeping all day, every day. Getting that saggy dog. <laughs> saggy dog? Saggy dog. That's the worst way. That, that is the old, worst that way. That old corgi. <laughs> that hip corgi. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna change the age range of my tender to specifically like sixty plus. Just message all of them. Can I see that old can dog? We, can we play with your tinder after this? Absolutely. This? Oh my god. But yeah, those are the worst things I've done for art. As a sort of wrap up. Yeah. Those are those are some pretty good stories. Those are very good stories. Thank you for sharing. Of course. I like wow. telling story those stories. I finally honed my art of story. What do you want to be when you grow up, Marley? Well, when I grow up, I want to be an actor. Yeah? 
Well, um, I think acting would be fine, but I kind of have accepted that, like, there might be a point where I hit a wall, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm, like, unable to break through besides, like, being, um, like, ensemble in, like, a professional production or something like that. Or I might yeah. not even break into professional at all. So I have a backup plan of being a journalist of some kind, which I would enjoy, but I would prefer to be an actor. That's a really cool backup plan. Thank you, Quinn. I appreciate yeah. that. I, journalist. Someone's got to do it. There's... Would you be, like, a muckraker? Muck uh, excuse me? Uh, do we know, uh, what is that? I think 19th century? Isn't 19th century there are, like, these political... Uh, is, is that what Muckraker from? I, I know yellow journalism. I don't know Muckraker. Uh, they go... This is a really fun part for the podcast, by the way. All right. So these journalists would, would just talk shit on the newspapers, and they'd be like, this fucking company... This fucking company... Isn't that just libel? Children. No, but they, they would say, like, true things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. So what kind of journalism do you want to do? I'm not sure. Um, I'm thinking probably broadcast or... Um, he maybe... wants to be on NPR. I, I want to be on NPR. He wants to have his own podcast. I, yeah, I'm envious of you guys. You seem like an NPR sort of guy. That's... Like you seem very thoughtful. You have a good radio voice. Uh, you seem smart, you know, That's as far as I can tell so far. That's very kind of you. Yeah. No, um, I, I did actually a little radio work at Sierra College, and the guy who ran the radio station was like, hey, you have a good radio voice. I was like, thank you. So yeah. I appreciate that. No, um, but what I want to do, ideally, is work on NPR every morning and just go, Good morning. It's uh, 7.02. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> that's good. That's real good. And we'll have a report for the weather for you shortly. Here's your morning briefing on what's going on in the world. And NPR is like having a lover whisper in your ear every morning to wake you up. NPR is how I found out about Hamilton. Yeah? Yeah. That's, is there a story for that one? Nope. What's the story there? They're just talking about Hamilton. I'm like, oh, what's that? And I was like, I'm not interested. <laughs> and then I became really big. I'm like, oh, I wish I did get interested in it. But I didn't. It happens. Yeah, it happens. We all miss things. Yeah. Yeah. I like your shirt. It's very picnic, bitch. Picnic, bitch. That's a style. It's a real thing. <laughs> I didn't make that up. Are you serious? Yeah. Is it like a spinoff of Art Ho? Yeah. Picnic, bitch? It's just like when you wear a pattern that looks like it could be like a picnic tablecloth, but it's like stylish. I wore this to an audition for a play called Picnic. That's very apropos. It was uh, by William Ainge. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And oh, was that the Christian school? That was the Christian school. And the one where that Christian girl hit you up via Facebook DM? Yes. I'm not sure if we should edit that part out she or not. She asked you about God? She did not ask me about God. She wanted to go to church with you? What's her full name? <laughs> her, full, her phone number is... No. Um, she was very nice, and she hit me up, and she was like, Hey, you want to talk about Jesus with me? Wink, wink. And I was like... No, I don't. But you're very nice. She's like, oh, well, you want my phone number? And then she gave me her phone number. And in one of my weakest moments ever, <laughs> she's like, oh, here's my phone number. If you want to text me, wink, wink, Ooh. wink. And I was like, thanks. I will use it if I need to contact you. <laughs> and I didn't. That's how you I reject women, that's, ladies. That's, that's, that's... <laughs> I still feel bad about it. I... <laughs> What's the worst way you've rejected a woman, Quinn? Oh, the worst way I've rejected a woman? Yeah. I don't know. I find generally if I find a woman likes me and I don't like them too much, I immediately start to get pretty. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been like, no, I hate you. But That's I have, good. I yeah. have been it's pretty, a general rule of thumb. If they're pretty coy about like, oh, like this, this one lady I, I worked with was like, oh, Quinn. We've never hung out outside of work. Can you believe that? We only see each other one day a week. 
And I'm like, yeah, it'd be weird if we did see each other more than one day because that would mean I'd be working and I don't want to work. And I said that <laughs> oh my God. pretty loudly. But she kept doing it. She kept saying it. And I kept giving her nothing. Yeah. And she kept bothering me with it. So I was, I got kind of mean. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably the meanest way I've ever done it. I'm not, I'm not super, usually I'm just kind of polite. Uh, I'm usually, I just take the polite but not very friendly route. I try mm-hmm. to be polite. Yeah. You know, you try to be polite. Yeah. For the, for, for the listeners, we respect women on this podcast. Yeah. Except well. me. <laughs> Quinn respects those hoes. I'm the bad boy of this podcast. The yeah. bad boy? I don't care about no, no bitches. Dang. That was a decisive statement. No. Quinn. Yeah. Motherfucking, uh, tramps. Wow. I'm, excuse me? Devastating. I'm, I'm saying, Caitlin. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. All right. I'm saying if you're a dumb broad. <laughs> if you're a dumb broad, don't hit my line. Don't, don't call me up. That was a hard statement. Bitch. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Can I see your Tinder real quick? Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Um, I, don't have my phone... <laughs> I, I don't have my phone on me right now. You can see it after we record this episode. Okay. Also, is this picnic bitch? Is this what you mean by picnic bitch? Yeah, that, okay. is, that is picnic bitch. I feel attacked. You're not a picnic bitch. She well, called me a picnic bitch. You're not a picnic, picnic bitch. Your shirt is picnic bitchy. Yeah. Well, my shirt is picnic bitch. My, Your shorts aren't picnic my bitch. My shorts are urban outfitters. Yeah. yeah. So they're kind of art ho. Your short, yeah, your shorts are art ho. Um, you look like you could get 131 likes for talking about yogurt. <laughs> I feel insulted. I have a lot of different levels. <laughs> I, uh, I don't. What's your favorite food, Marley? Yeah. My favorite food? Um, yeah. Kombucha. Iron Water. supplements. Water. Um, I would say quinoa. Quinoa? quinoa. No, oh. not quinoa. LaCroix? That's LaCroix. Are you La serious? Croix? Quinoa? No, it's oh, okay. um, that's, a, that's an inside joke for Mark Hamlet philosopher. Yeah. yeah. Um, the listeners will uh, be able to see this in the future. Oh, yeah. At some point. Yeah. Uh, I'd say my favorite food is probably actually um, lasagna. Lasagna? But I make a mean French toast. Yeah? Yeah, I made it the other day, and I was making French toast, and I was like, I want to make French toast. So I made my French toast, and then I had, my, my recipe calls for half and half. Yeah. And I just had some half and half left over, but not enough to make more French toast. So I started drinking the half and half, just straight half and half. I was like... You are drinking straight half and half? It tastes really good. You'd be surprised. Hey, Marley, are you okay? <laughs> Is this a cry for help? <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not okay. Hey, yeah. Marley, so you like lasagna. Do you also hate Mondays? I eat, John. It's what I do. Have you guys seen Gar? <laughs> no, have you guys seen Garfield without Garfield? I have seen that. That is the so funniest funny. fucking thing in the world. If you like that, I have I have a lot of like I was really into just like Garfield perversions <laughs> a while back. I still am. There's Lasagna Cat, which is live action reenactments of <laughs> just Garfield strips. <laughs> And they include a musical tribute to Jim Davis at the end of every single episode. I love that. It's so funny. It's hysterical. He's like, Garfield, did you eat the lasagna again? He's like, yeah, so what, John? And then they do a laugh track. And then they do a laugh track at the end of every episode. It's great. (laughs) And then there's also um, I'm Sorry, John, which is if Garfield was Cthulhu. I've seen that one. And I think it's so funny. It's just like Garfield, he's got like... Like a mouth in the middle of his chest. He's got like a lot of spider legs. He's going, heaven is void of light, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. I love Garfield shit. It's so funny to me. It's so great. 
I do love me some niche memes. Or like, bullets don't work, John. <laughs> it's great. I love Garfield. He's the funny cat who hates Mondays. And also, light. <laughs> Why does Garfield hate Mondays? Because Mondays fucking suck, man. But he it's... just sees a cat and he sits around all day. He misses them because John leaves. Oh, oh Doesn't he sense. leave on Tuesdays or Thursdays, though? He leaves on Mondays for work. I feel like the Garfield comics are a lot less funny when you know both of them are really, really sad all the time. Because John is single and he just lives with his cat and he talks to his cat all the time. Yeah. That's like his only friend. He's not single anymore. Garfield probably anymore. can't even talk. He's just a crazy guy. Yeah. Probably. It's like that show, Wilson, with yeah. the dog. He's Do you mean Castaway, the Tom Hanks movie? No, there's no volleyball in this. You know, it's a TV show on FX called Wilson. I'm, I might be saying the name wrong. It could be Winston. I think it's Wilson. Wilson? I yeah. don't watch TV. It's like this guy, he's on drugs, and then the, his dog is played by a man in a dog suit. I've never seen the show. I've just seen the trailer. Yeah. So that's all I can tell you what it's oh, about. Oh, it's not Wilson. It's... It starts with a W. Oh, fuck. It's something like that. No, no I won't Google it. All right. Yeah. It's... Yeah. If you're curious, you can Google it yourself at home. Yeah, this is a do. This is the do-it-yourself part of the podcast. It's yeah. your homework. Um, just so you know, nothing we've said today is you know is factual. Yeah, you should fact check every single thing we said today. Yes, mm-hmm. because we are trustworthy. We work for the Russians. We, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we actually are. We're not in Sacramento. We're in Russia. We're in Russia right now, and this is my real voice. Dog <laughs> friends. Yeah, we were featured in Stranger Things. We were in the background. The. Duh. I was. Uh, I played eleven briefly. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast yeah. where we all uh, say our biggest regret, starting with Quinn. Um, I regret not doing anything theater related over the summer because I feel like I lost a lot of my knowledge. Yeah. Going into a major I don't know that much about, so I'm very nervous about that. Oh wow, that was like that was a real answer. Yeah, that was a real answer. Oh okay. Yeah, but I also regret the other day. I got uh, McDonald's before work. Yeah. And then I ate the McDonald's. I was hanging at my house for 30 minutes before work. And I was like, man, what if I got, what if I got Jack in the Box? And I saw, and I compared the two in my mind. So then I got Jack in the Box. And it was really good. And I actually don't regret it too much because it was delicious. And I enjoyed work afterwards. <laughs> where do you, Because <laughs> I went to work with a full tummy. Where do you put all that food, Quinn? You're very, you're very slender. I take big old shits. <laughs> <laughs> in Caitlin's house. In the porcelain palace. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What about you, Caitlin? What do you regret? Um, I do regret getting a latte this morning and forgetting to ask for dairy-free milk. Because mm-hmm. I'm lactose intolerant. Did you take big old shits? Um, well, you probably didn't take big old shits. You took many, many, many small little shits. Yes, I did. Once. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. It was when you guys were showing each other your nipples in my living room. Oh, really? Yeah. That's when I took the poop. Oh, so that was like a no wiper. Because that was pretty quick then. How many wipes do you do on average? Well, it depends on how much hair is in my butt. <laughs> That's such a good answer. <laughs> if you don't have any hair in your butt, it just slides right out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm That's always That's the argument I've for never, shaving your ass. I've never shaved my ass before. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's been growing for 20 years now, going strong. I condition <laughs> it. I bleach it. It looks You bleach good. it? I do bleach it. I don't bleach my butthole, but I bleach my butt hairs. Why would you need to bleach the hole? <laughs> why? Because it hurts to bleach the hole. No, why would you bleach the hole? Why would you bleach the hole? Yeah. So in the adult film industry, people mm. don't really... I mean, people know shit comes out the ass, but they don't want to know shit comes out the ass. Right. So they don't want a brown butt. They want a nice Caucasian butt. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think 
which I think is very racially insensitive, but we'll yeah. get to that next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone listening at home, just like sit on that. Yeah. And we'll discuss it next week. Yeah. Marley, what's, uh, what, what's, what's your biggest regret? What's the status on your butthole? And how many times do you wipe every time on average? Let's say you just ate like a nice lasagna, <laughs> some salad with <laughs> or it. Or you had Jack in the Box and McDonald's in the same hour. Yeah. Let's compare the two. <laughs> My biggest regret is coming on this podcast. <laughs> that is a fair answer. That is fair. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I think my biggest regret is, um, I don't know, uh, not being more sure of what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I, I'm moving to Long Beach in like a week and I haven't packed. Oh, uh, that's a mistake. And I'm not excited to go down there. I should do that. But, um, there's a series of things. We have people coming in the door. It looks like it. Hi, mom. Uh, live guests, my mom, Esperanza Richards. (laughs) All right, this has been I Suffer For My Art. <laughs> I am Quinn Russell. I'm Caitlin Richards. My name is Marley Bauer, and I was on this podcast too. The last thing we talked about was shit. It was actually your biggest regret, and then you talked about shit right before.